Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh. Welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast, everybody. The official Colts podcast of Fansided. Shout out, Fansided, guys. You already know what it is. I am Michael Pivia. Joined by me is Destin Adams. Rashad McGinnis is also here with us, guys. And it's been a wild ride uh, ever since we talked about Matt Ryan. But I do want to get the guys in here. Rashad, how you feeling? We're going to start with Rashad first. Rashad, man, what's up? Hey, you know where to start at, man. You start with the stud. You know, that kind of goes together, a little alliteration. Um, I'm pretty good, man. How you doing, Mike? You know, I'm doing good, man. I had a uh, went and played some basketball, and there was some dude high on something, and he was talking to me about the Fat Albert movie. And Wait, what? I, I don't know, dude. So, some dude was strung out on something, but I kept him from getting arrested, and I just calmed him down a little bit. So got him a bottle of water. Uh, look, he's good to look go. Look at you go, man. Uh, <laughs> good Samaritan, Mike. I knew not, you had all, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them look goofy. No, but I mean, it's been a good week. I mean, I feel like it's just been so, it's so much more calm right now um, after everything's kind of unfolded a little bit. We have a quarterback because it was a stressful couple of weeks. I wish I'd say that uh, there's been zero stress in Colts Nation since then, um, but fans moved on to something right after the quarterback anyway. So, uh, but it, but it's been fun. We we have a quarterback. We we talked about it last week. Matt Ryan is a Colt, um, and we'll, we're we're just gonna discuss a little bit of what this means coming next. Yeah, guys. Today was also the NFL owners meeting. A lot of media went down to Miami, where all these coaches were. And I saw, you know, Rashad's guy, Sean McVay, dressing like a champion, got the shades on. He's dressing out here like, honestly, he just got done drinking last night. It looked like he was hungover. But look, uh, before we get going, guys, we're going to talk free agency news. We're going to get into some mock drafts, each of us on the panel uh, created for you guys to hear. We're going to discuss that. But before we do that, make sure you pound the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you comment down below any of your cult opinions at all. If you want to follow any of us on Twitter, our ads are obviously to this side or this side. I'm not actually sure which one it is, but it's around this blue border that's around this video. Okay, guys, uh, it's also going to be in the in the description below. So make sure you do that for us. Keep the content going. We appreciate you guys. So, Dustin, let's get started with Colts news. The uh, the Colts obviously traded for Matt Ryan. Colts fans are happy, and then a day later, now they're more upset because we haven't signed any bigger names. Um, the ever-ending cycle of Colts Twitter. But recently, what have you heard, man? I mean, I wish I could think of some like third party name of like some C tier free agent that fans won't really care about if we sign to like give news on, but I don't really have one of those to bait them into it a little bit, but the names that they're coming on, they're clicking to hear um, Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry are names that are being thrown around a lot right now. Um, I mean, there's not much that I can share that's not been out there. I mean, I, I've said for multiple days that the Colts had offers on the table for some key name free agents, um, Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry being two of those. Uh, there are offers on the table for them. Um, I was even told with the Jarvis Landry situation that um, it was a pretty decent financial offer um, compared to what he has seen on the market. Um, it was one of the better offers that he has received. Um, so it just, 
the ball's in their court. I put that on Twitter. Um, those guys have decisions to make. Sometimes it's financial based. Sometimes it's not wanting to leave where you live. Sometimes it's wanting to be playing with certain players. There's a lot of things that go into this. Um, I wish I could tell you for hundred percent certainty, the Colts are going to sign this name tomorrow. Um, but I just don't know that. Um, I will say that if the Colts aren't able to get those two guys, it will not be for a lack of effort. Um, they are very interested in both of those guys. Um, I can even go on record saying that they see Tyron Matthew as the perfect per player to play the hybrid safety role in this Gus Bradley defense. Um, he's the type of player that Gus pitched this defense to Indianapolis with um, in mind, just saying that this is the type of guy that could fit in this role perfectly. So I think, almost everyone is on the same page inside the building right now that this is a the guy they want to get. Yeah. Um, from everything uh, Dustin just pretty much said, it's, you know, pretty much the same things I'm hearing. Um, as far as on the, the Jarvis Landry and the Tyron Matthew front, uh, there are other people um, that the Colts may have interest in and, and may plan to pivot to once those guys make the decision. But this is, kind of like um we've seen in the past where you know the, the big guys the big name guys on the market kind of you know dictates what happens and when it happens because once they make a decision then the team is allowed to move, pivot and move on to the next option or somebody that they may see fit and um i know we're going to do drafts today remember guys i'm operating under the pretense that tyron is not here jarvis landry is not here in, in none of this draft mock draft that we're doing but uh, as far as on the free agency front, that that's pretty much it. I think it was pretty it was it was surprising to hear Ursay, you know, kind of basically just get he said everything. He said Tyron Matthew without saying Tyron Matthew. You know, if you're listening and you got your ear, you know, to what's going on to the post of everything, then you you pretty much know exactly who he was talking about. Um and as far as the uh surprise quarterback, that that was an interesting nugget too that that Ursay dropped saying uh, that the Colts were interested in trading, you know, two uh, multiple first round picks for a young quarterback. I know uh, a lot of people have, you know, their theories on who it is, and and I know I've heard a name that I just thought was completely unrealistic and, and had no chance of being this guy. So I didn't even entertain it when I heard it. It's just one of those things, you know, when you kind of get a couple of sources and get people that's in the know, you know, they throw all kinds of things at you. You got to be able to know, <laughs> decipher what's real and what's not, but we hear all kinds of crazy things. And that was just one of the things that I've heard, but it turns out it may have had some truth to it to, to a degree. So Rashad, I'm going to say a name. You don't have to answer. You don't have to shake your head. You don't have to make a face. I'm just going to say a name. I can make a face because the fans can't see me. As long as I'm not talking, you know, that's true. nobody man. can see me. Right? That's true. You're not going to show up, but so when I heard the quote and I've just putting, I'm just putting two and two together from things I've heard and just kind of who's been available. So this isn't like flat out. I have been told that the Colts were interested in this person, but I'm, I'm just going to put a name out there. I'm, I'm going to say Kyler Murray um, is the person that I would guess off of hearing Ursay say it is who I thought it was. Um, but Rashad, you don't have to answer. You don't. Interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk right after the show. <laughs> right after the show's over. Hey, Mike. Kind of got to do your thing, Mike. All oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I <laughs> know. Uh, I was just looking for this quote uh, by Jim Mercer earlier today because he oh, okay. didn't mention. Obviously, uh, Rashad didn't mention about the quarterback. He said that they were interested in. Obviously, would cost two firsts um, and. There was a lot to take in fr from that. One of the quotes was, uh, you know, regarding Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, you know, and I quote, extremely grateful to the football god gods where we were compared to where we are. He, he said a, a little bit more things, you know, like Carson Wentz, it, it was just something that we had to move on from as a franchise. I, I don't love the quotes because – he's gone move on i mean 
I mean, in his defense, he's being, he's being, he, there's a mic being put in his face. He's being asked questions. And I, this is what I've always said about Jim Mercy. I love Jim Mercy. I think he is one of the best owners in football, one of the most involved in, without being too involved um, at Jim, uh, Jerry Jones. Um, so, I mean, to me, I've just always said when Jim Mercy has a mic in his, in his face, I mean, you should just beware if you're a PR person for the Colts because he could give secrets out. He could say anything in that given moment. He's just that type of person that I wouldn't put a thing past what Jim Mersey would say in a mic. So, I mean, the media knew what they were trying to do. They were trying to get certain words, certain clickbait type answers, and they got them. They got the quotes they wanted. But, I mean, the things that aren't being put out there, he, he talked about how good of a man and father he thought Carson was in this past year. Um Jim Irsay basically made it sound like it was a pure football decision um, outside. And we've heard that there are some other things going on. And he kind of talked a little bit about some veteran presence stuff, but um, he, he really touched a lot on the football side of things in his interview. Yeah. He talked about Matt Ryan and you know, it, it's football. You have to get lucky sometimes. And the fact that you stumbled onto Matt Ryan and you got him as cheap as you did, it was by the football gods. It was luck, and you got lucky. Being patient was lucky. You see the Atlanta Falcons doing right by Matt Ryan. You don't see John Lynch doing the same thing for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still trying to maximize compensation instead of just sending him on his way. So I'm, I'm grateful for it, obviously. Jim Ursay, like Destin said, I'm thankful he is not a Jerry Jones. After every football game, he does not go – searching for the camera, searching for the microphones. He Jerry, Jerry Jones gets interviewed more than the actual head coach and players. So I'm glad that's not the case in Indianapolis. Uh, but other than that, guys, as of right now, that's, what, that's all we have for you in terms of free agency, w- whatever the case may be. Now it's time to get into some draft mode, guys. We are a little bit under a month away from the draft. And now it's time to start getting into that topic, okay? Just like last year, it's I'm, I'm – pretty sure it may not be as fiery uh between Destin and I as it was last year you know Rashad's smiling he he remembers the arguments and the debates and everything and my my horrible Sam Darnold take last year and I thought the Jets were making a mistake and how bad that turned out to be uh but we're gonna do some mock drafts here for you okay we got Destin we got Rashad we got the draft gurus in here I have to be a part of this because I'm part of this show, so I got to do something, right? I got to be productive in some way. (laughs) Uh, So, guys, I am going to give Rashad the floor here. We're doing seven-round mock draft. Rashad's going to give us his, then it's going to come to me, and then we're going to go to Destin. But after everyone, we're going to discuss it amongst ourselves. And if you, of, of course, you guys, if you have any questions, any comments about the mock drafts, put it down in the comment section. All right, guys? So let's start it off. Rashad, kick it off, man. Of course, you know, I'm going to step up to the plate first. Nobody wanted to go first, so I volunteered to just, just go out of here and step out and get killed. You know, I'm anticipating getting killed after this. So, all right, let's get it started. Round two, um, pick number 42 overall. I'm selecting cornerback from Washington, Kyler Gordon. I'm a big – I'm a uh, – should we explain after each pick on on reason? Or are we listing the whole thing? Because um, I'd say you can give a, like a three four sentence um, reason for your pick if you want. Okay, uh, I see cornerback as as one of the biggest needs on this team. Right, right after wide receiver, a cornerback is right there at the top for me. It's definitely the biggest question mark on this defense. So I prioritized it right here, man. I went with a guy that I think has has number one cornerback upside, definitely. He really, really talented, and Destin said three sentences, and I'm already on six. So round three, pick number 73 overall. I have a selecting wide receiver from University of Cincinnati, Alec Pierce. Of course, I went with Alec Pierce. That was a no-brainer. I don't anticipate him making it to pick 73 maybe, but we'll see. Um, so that was an easy choice. Once I saw him in around three, I, I know we needed a guy that that had enough juice opposite of Michael Pittman, but also had some size. I didn't want to go with a smaller receiver that I, to line up directly across from from Pittman. I wanted to get a guy with some size and had some speed to be able to take the top off the defense. So um, 
round four, pick number 122 overall. I went with tackle from Arizona State, Kellen Deitch. Deitch. Um, big guy, big guy, six foot seven, 300 pounds. Um, he's definitely a developmental guy. He's a guy that's going to need to sit. So if you have a guy like Matt Pryor in place, he, he's he's not an immediate threat to take over at that position. But with the right development, he can be maybe potentially a long-term answer and, and maybe do some some guard work for you in, in the meantime if you need a guy, that, a big body that's just going to get in there and play a little guard for you as well. Um, okay. Round five, pick number 159. I select safety from Miami, Ohio, Sterling Weatherford. This guy is, is one of my favorite guys. In, in the draft six foot four it's about 215 pounds and he hits like a Mack truck like if, if you watch him play he moves well in a short area he hits really really well I think he's gonna be a box safety he's never gonna be a guy that's gonna play center field for you he's gonna move from from post to post he's definitely gonna be in in a tackle box he reads defense I mean he reads offenses really really well and he makes plays in the backfield, tackle for losses. He's that type of player. So that's who I went with in round five. We have how does pieces. he hit? How does he hit him though? Does, does he hit him with his helmet? Does he use his shoulders? Are, are we going to be terrified watching this guy, Rashad? Was that round five last year when we drafted? Um, what's his uh, name? Sean Davis. Davis from Florida. Was it round five? I think yeah, it was wrong. It was, it was I think it five. was. Yeah, I think. Wow. He didn't even make the roster. I don't know He's why. Out. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why we picked him, but we did. Hey, he he has some. He had some hits on tape. Just none of them were legal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I cringed watching his tape. Every time I saw him, I thought this this could be his last tackle. You you need a medic on standby. Yeah. Round five. Uh, with our second pick in round five, pick one seventy nine overall. I go with. My favorite receiver in the draft, Bo Melton from Rutgers University. This guy is a freak 4-3, 340-yard dash, 39-inch vertical. Short area quickness is electric, lit it up at the senior bowl. I fell in love with this guy watching him do one-on-one drills. I saw him go against some of the top guys that was at the senior bowl. Um and he was the guy nobody was talking about. You know, even now, I'm getting him at pick 180. Uh, he's going to be a steal for somebody. If they're able to catch him at the end of the fifth round, early sixth round, it's going to be a steal for this guy. This guy's super talented, man. Uh, sky's the limit. You throw throw a guy like that in a slot, and you just let him do damage. And plus, he can contribute right away on special teams, which is always a big plus for the coach. All right, round six, pick 216. Um, at this point in the draft, this is where I start to just kind of go with guys that was at that was at either really small schools with great traits or, or great locker room and special team guys at big bigger schools. So I went with LeBron Ray Edge. I could not go a whole draft without picking uh, either Edge or some type of defensive tackle. I know Ballard would never go a whole draft without picking a guy in the trenches on on, on the defensive side of the ball. So I went with LeBron Ray. He was a guy that was a highly touted prospect coming out of high school. Went to Alabama, suffered a lot of injuries, had setbacks, and never really found his foot in there. And who knows, you know, maybe you tap into some of that untapped potential and you get a productive player. Um, round seven, pick 240. I finally picked a quarterback, Caleb Ellaby from Western Michigan. That is my last pick. Um, Caleb Ellaby is a guy not with ideal size. He's about the same height as Malik Willis, but a lot smaller, not as compact frame, uh, less arm talent. Let's let's be honest. He he's not he doesn't have a, a, a pro-ready arm, but he can make plays with his legs. He extends plays really, really well. He gets outside the pocket, and that's when he's able to do things. Kind of like when the, when the offensive line breaks down, that's when he's at his most dangerous. Uh, he's a guy that's that's gonna fight to make an NFL roster. Most likely, we're gonna gonna be on the practice squad somewhere, and, and maybe someone sees something they can develop into him, and, and maybe he can one day, at best, be a backup quarterback in in the NFL. But that that's really what you're looking for when you draft a guy in the sixth, seventh round. Those guys are just fighting to make roster spots. 
And that's it. So, so our thoughts on this. I think Rashad's mock sucks. Okay. Um, You're a hater. No, no but so um, let, let's let's just go top to bottom. You, you don't have to say much. Just the first pick. Just say the name. We'll share thoughts. I'm just go down the list real quick. Okay. Uh, Kyla Gordon from Washington. So I, I I think some of the fans listening are probably going to hate that you went corner first. I am not anti them going corner. Like I think eventually getting a true number one corner on this roster is going to take the defense to a next level. Um, I think going out and getting Yannick was a really good move in the right direction for the Colts and for the defense. Getting a lockdown number one corner is the next one. I like some of the guys they have here. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have a number one guy. And that that's worrisome, especially after you move Rock for Yannick. I mean, I would not be anti it um and and i really like um gordon's game out of washington like you've said um, I'm, I'm not anti them going corner at all um i mean it would what what do you know what other corners were on the board when you, when you i can't there? remember but I, it was a i think mccrary was and, and that's a guy I like really well but i think he's more of a nickel a nickel guy yeah. and i think he's going to be best best in a slot so that's why i didn't take him there i know we need a boundary guy Badly and, and Kyle Gordon, the athleticism that he that he has, I think it's it's gonna do one. It's gonna translate really really well to the next level. Yeah, I, I think Gordon is the next guy after the the clear cut um, mm-hmm. top top four to five guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably gonna go in that round two realm. So I think the pick's realistic, um, and I think going corner is something that is definitely on the table more than fans would probably like. I'll say that. I'm all for four corner. Rashad, I'm proud of you. Uh, you went defense. You understand the assignment. I, I want to go all deep. Give me all defense. <laughs> give, give me all defense. Um, hell, if you want to throw Mike Strong as your wide receiver too, just give me all defense, damn it. Uh, Mike, I, I, I like the people just tur- People just turned off the podcast because you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, no, they didn't. Defense, uh, defense wins championships, all right? That, that's what happens these days, so – I like the pick. Obviously, Kyler's game on the outside is terrific. One of the better ones in the in the draft. It is a good draft. So, if he's there at forty two, I would definitely entertain it. I mean, wide receivers. How you know where are these guys on the board for the Colts? Mm-hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, but Kyler Gordon is definitely a guy I've uh, I've watched recently. And dude, I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Keith Taylor, but just so much better. I mean, dude is strong in press. He's strong in man and. I just like his game all around. So that was a good first pick. Thanks, man. Pick number two, well, round three. Um, I went with uh, wide receiver Alec Pierce, Cincinnati. That was pretty much a, a a gimme. That was a layup. You know, I know I know, I have intel that the coach really liked Alec Pierce. Um, so that 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 kind of is what led me to that pick. Plus, I just I think he's a great compliment to, to Mike Pittman's skill set. So it, it was a no brain. Oh, in round three, and he his upside can be that number two receiver you want for yeah. uh, Pittman too. I mean, do I think he's there at seventy two? I don't know. I guess that's like my only pushback on it um, is that I just don't know if Pierce is going to mm-hmm. make it to seventy two, but. All it takes is a crazy run on something else to get guys falling out around too. So the draft's crazy, man. People fall all the time. I think Pierce is a picture perfect type of Ballard receiver. Um, there's a few of them in this draft that I think really line up for what Ballard usually goes for, even in the early rounds. Um, and we know the Colts are drafting at least a receiver um, in this year. So if it's Alex, if it's Alec Pierce, you, you the Colts did a did a solid job. Is what I'll say. Yeah, Alec Pierce at the line of scrimmage is one of the better receivers in this draft. I mean, that that's his separation at the line of scrimmage. His feet, his footwork is some of the best in the class. And he high points the ball very well. Of course, having Desmond Ritter as your quarterback, balls weren't always going to be in the perfect placement as you want it as a wide receiver. You have but to for, high point football. But, yeah, that's for, it, Mike. You yeah, have to high point football for Ritter as your quarterback. He has to high point the ball. So – that's what I love about about Pierce. That's the number one thing that sticks out to me. And uh, Zach Hicks even put the uh, player comp to DJ Chark, and I thought it was just the perfect one. Hell, maybe even Kenny Galladay, because Kenny Galladay can't get separation to save his life. He's just a jump ball guy. So, But Pierce at the line of scrimmage is so much better. I love the pick. All right. Round four, uh, I went with Kellen Deesh, uh Arizona State tackle. I just thought it was time to coach allocate a serious resource in a draft to the tackle position. Um, they just haven't done it. 
you know, in the past. I can't even say Ballas missed on drafting tackles because he just has not took a swing, a swing that's worth talking about, you know. So uh, I decided to take take Kellen. I think if he can sit for a year or two and, and you give him a chance to develop, he he's he's pretty weak right now. He's weak. His hands are not very strong. You know, he, he gets bull rushed, knocked off balance. But I think he has the size and, and the movement ability, the athleticism to be able to develop into a tackle that can play in this league. But he needs time, you know, and, and when you pick somebody in the fourth round, you're not expecting them to come in and start right then and there. You're picking them because you see upside and you see a long-term starter and not a, really a starter in the immediate future. Yeah, so I like Deesh game. Um, I mean, I have him as an early mid-fifth, um, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit earlier than what I probably have him. Um, that's just how the draft works, though, so it's not that big of a jump either. Um, mm-hmm. He's a bit small, um, weighing in about 299. 299 so, I mean, yeah, come, come training camp, realistically, maybe he can be at like 310 um, if he gets his body in that realm. Um, I, think I think he has a frame to put on weight, though. I think he has oh. a frame that can – I don't think guys struggle putting on weight in the NFL, so it shouldn't be that big of an issue. It's just going to definitely have to happen before he can have a starting tackle level. Um, I think he screams a guy that can be a swing tackle in the NFL for sure, has the athleticism Mm -hmm. you want, be able to come in in spot starts and do a really solid job. So if they don't like a tackle in that, first three rounds where you can probably get a starter in a year or two out of it. Um, I think Deach is a guy that would make a lot of sense because he can be a swing tackle for the future. Definitely needs to add some weight. Um, it'd be really funny um, in training camp if we're watching Matt Pryor take snaps and then we watch Deach come in um, because they will be very different looking individuals uh, when you see how massive Pryor will look. Both 6'7", I think. Yeah, um, both. Both both six seven, uh, but prior um, pushing like three seventy. Yeah, they wear it differently. Two ninety nine, very <laughs> different jersey sizes. I like the pick. I think after the fourth round, any tackle you're going to take is going to be a developmental one, and and this one that Rashad went with, he's going to be a good one. Like Dustin said, a swing tackle is he more of a right tackle than a left tackle? Could he push in guard? think he has that versatility a little bit definitely has the body type for it um yeah i i agree with that i like it probably would have went somewhere else but like i just i just thought it was time to, to give a resource to tackle. gotta take like, one yeah take like one. just take one you know and i didn't love none of the guys that was left kellen was just like a yeah but i definitely wanted to do that so round five going um let's try to speed this up it's dragging out a little bit longer than Thurling Weatherford of Miami, Ohio. That's a guy. Um, I first uh saw him. Um, someone texted me about about him saying saying how good of a guy, almost like a hybrid linebacker, like a hybrid safety linebacker type of guy, you know, in the box around the line of scrimmage. Um, uh, it wasn't until after I saw that he had an interview with um with our very own Zach Hicks um from sports illustrated uh and he talked to him about you know playing at miami ohio and the, the level of competition that he played against but i think this guy in the third safety role can be great you know if you use him situationally for a specific role he's not a guy that's going to be uh your starting safety that's going to come in and, and and catch seven eight interceptions he he's not that great in pass coverage you know, he has the ability to break up a lot of passes. He drives, he closes in on the ball really fast when the ball is in the air. But I, I don't, I'm not in love with the ball skills. But like I said, in round five, I look for specific talents. If you have a specific talent and a specific role you can play that you can excel at, that's the type of guys I look for in the mid to late rounds. And, and I think as a box safety, if you don't ask him to do much as far as the deep coverage, I think he can be a very effective player in, in a short area. Yeah, I mean, there's not much I'm going to have to say here. Um, I love the body. Um, it's being mm-hmm. 6'4", being able to play in the safety linebacker realm. Um, I think he has a lot of special team upside as well, um, mm-hmm. just because of he, he's a very big vocal leader, even at Miami of Ohio. If you 
you throw on a Miami of Ohio game and you watch the all 22, you could be watching for any player. doesn't matter who you're watching. You see that Weatherford is the one directing the defense there. Um, and that has always been something that Ballard holds heavy. Um, he likes team mm-hmm. captains. He loves those guys that are directing men. Um, Weatherford's that type. Um, do I think he can come in and play at safety here and there? Right away, I don't know. I don't know if he can drop in and play safety year one, even in spot starts um, at a high level yet. I think there are some areas that he's going to have to improve on. Um, But I I think he has the intangibles that you really like. Um, So it'd be a very interesting day three stab for somebody to take. He's too good of a leader to go undrafted. Um, That's just been the biggest thing that I've circled, underlined for Weatherford in the entire scouting process for him is – you, you can't run on defense how he did. He positioned players. Like, you, you will watch him on tape just move guys, physically pick them up, put them in their spot. That, that just you, – you have to draft those kind of guys. He's a leader, good on special teams. He's a valid guy. Yep. That, that's, all, that's, that's all that needs to be said. Yep. Uh, so, my second pick in round five, um, I went with Bo Melton. Love Bo Melton's game. Y'all know I, I drooled over him enough uh, talking about him at the Senior Bowl when I first saw him. Just a, just an electric guy. You know, I went with a bigger body type and receiver earlier, so I wanted to get one of those short, just explosive, explosive guys. I know Ballard loves explosive. He loves the traits and, and, and you know, guys that test well. You know, Bull Melton was another one of those guys who, who had one of the fastest 40-yard, yeah, top 10 40-yard dash. He was third among wide receivers in three cone. He he's just an athlete, man. He's just an athlete. Get him the ball, put him in space, and let him work, and, and you'll see what he's able to do. Yeah, I can't claim Bo Melton as a my guy because Rashad was way early on him. <laughs> um, but he just he has such fun tape. Just looks electric mm-hmm. um, running routes. Now, didn't run in that elite 40 realm. So people are going to say that he's not like electric fast, but man, four three three is not elite. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, everyone's talking about all these names that have came out of the well, yeah, combine. Yeah, and saying. they're saying that like Bo Melton didn't, isn't one of the guys that's being talked about as much. Four three three, oh, yeah, yeah. Very, very oh, yeah. fast. Um, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> but the, the funny thing about it is I think he gets faster as he goes. And the thing about a 40 is like, it tells a story, but how fast you get in the middle to deep realm of your routes can make or break a lot of these receivers. And Bo Melton just moves. Um, I'm really excited to see him at the next level. Um, I, I, if they draft him, um, I will be so excited to watch him. Um, I went receivers a little early, and you'll see when I put my mock out here why Bo Melton's not on it. But if, if we're taking a day three receiver, I want it to be Bo Melton 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Rashad's. Everybody, if y'all have any questions or comments about it, whether it feels good, bad, shot is great. Shot doesn't know what he's talking about. Whatever you want to put out there, make sure you put it in the comments section. Shot right? sucks. Shot <laughs> doesn't know Dead anything. Okay? That sounds like a hashtag. Shad he was sucks. he was mistaken for a janitor at the senior bowl. All right. <laughs> Jermaine Johnson wanted to hand him his coat. <laughs> it was raining outside. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get on with mine, all right? Now, I am serious about upgrading this freaking team. Let me go quick here, all right? Number 42 overall, I took Christian Watson from North Dakota State. He's a guy that I view that you My can guy. him. Rashad's guy. I got on the train late, maybe about like a week ago or so. But he's a guy that you can plug anywhere on the team. Great size, great speed. And he's a guy that isn't a Michael Pittman, you know, uh, same type of as Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman has his job. Christian Watson is going to have his own, which is going to be all over the offense. He can play inside, outside, go jet sweeps. He can run underneath, whatever the case you want him to be. Number uh, 73 overall, this is a name y'all probably didn't think I would go. But at number three, I'm probably high on him. Probably maybe this might be too high for him. But I went with Tyquan Thornton from, from Baylor. He is a guy with size. I mean, the Ooh. size I saw, it was just amazing. 4-2-8-40 at the combine. That is a guy who I think if he develops well under Reggie Wayne, this is a dude that has legit, legit promise in this league. And I'm not sure. I, I still think I was higher on Pittman than I am Thornton, 
coming into the draft, but man, it, it's definitely close there. So I'll definitely go with Thornton there at number 73 overall. In the fourth round, I went with Cole Turner, the tight end from Nevada. He's a guy who's not the greatest athlete, of course, at tight end, but he's a guy who's, who can block and he's a guy who can, you know, has a good feel for what the defense is doing. He knows how to pick his spots and everything. Him and Carson Strong obviously had a great, uh, great, uh, great chemistry at Nevada. And I'll, I'll take a tight end. I need to get a tight end in this room uh, just for more depth. You know, I'm starting to put a little bit more emphasis on Mo Ali Cox, Colin Granson, getting a bigger role. Get, you know, he's a little bit more athletic. What's his role going to be? I like to pick uh, for Cole Turner. In the fifth round, the first fifth round pick, I'm going to go with Jeffrey Gunner from Coastal Carolina. Good development guy. Uh, obviously, it's, a, it's an edge rusher. You know, like Dustin said, there's always that position that Ballard is going to go edge rusher, receiver, secondary player, whatever the case may be. I'll go with Jeffrey Gunner here. He was honestly the only edge left on the board that I was comfortable with taking. So I'll go with him there. This one, now, of course, this is the joke that Destin went with, but I'm going to take uh, Obina East tackle from TCU. I didn't love the tackle options in the late fifth round. I didn't love them at all. Uh, if you're going to go tackle, take it in the second or third round. I, I don't feel the greatest about this tackle class after the fourth round. Uh, but I did go with him, add some more muscle. Uh, and I think he could be good to go as a as a depth uh, piece for sure. Next is going to be Chase Lucas, cornerback from Arizona State. Definitely looks smaller than six foot. Uh, not sure if the arm length is going to be a Ballard-type guy. I might have just missed the, missed the hit on this. He may not even be a Ballard-type guy. But I do like his skill set a little bit to develop under Ron Miles, and he'll provide uh, and help on special teams. Next is going to be the seventh round pick, Trey Sterling safety from Oklahoma State. Big body guy. Uh, don't love the hips he uses when he's playing single high. Kind of okay in the box, but again, development, 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 special teams, year one, he could be solid. All right. All right, start back at the top, say who it is, we'll share thoughts, and we'll move down. All righty, so first is going to be at 42. Honestly, I was really debating trading up and getting Derek, St Derek Stingley, honestly, but uh, I'm not trading up in the top five. Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State. Yeah, so he Watson's a big name in, within Colts Nation right now. Um, had an electric senior bowl, um, put up the numbers of the combine, having a very impressive draft cycle um wouldn't be upset if they if that's the kind of guy they end up taking um so one of the reasons i've went other directions um with guys i would like the colts to take over watson um I, i'm a little concerned on what his day one production is going to look like in the nfl i think there is some tuning it's going to have to happen to his route tree when the nfl goes because athleticism is not going to win you all your routes um, like it did for him at north dakota state a lot of the time not saying he can't run routes i'm just saying i think he relied a lot on athleticism at times um, and he was able to at North Dakota state. Um, that's just not going to be the case here in the NFL. Um, and I just really want immediate production um, out of this, out of the receivers that we're adding, whether it's a free agent, whether it's a draft pick, the room needs it. I do not want to see case for George Pickens. Go ahead. Uh, hey, carry uh, on, carry on, carry on. I know what you're doing. Go ahead. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, Go ahead hey, hey, my mock's next. We, don't, we, we see, we, we see right names. through you, Destin. Right we don't through. have to say names. We don't have to say names. We already know what you're sharing. Is. I'm just sharing. That that's I'm not going to let you tear my guy apart. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you apart. tear my guy apart. I'm not tearing him apart. I would be happy if we picked him. I'm just saying one of the reasons I've moved away from him a little bit more than others is because I want day one impact. And Rashad, you if you want to sell me why he's a day one impact lock, go ahead. Okay, I don't need so to say, so I don't need to sell you on that. So no receiver is gonna be an impact lock, including George Pickens. Let's it's not a lock. Let's I'm just not put gonna, that I'm out not, there. And I'm not saying anyone um, is. I'm just saying I have true concern about Watson coming in day one. I think his ceiling is super high. Which that's, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you may get more production out of a guy like George Pickens or a guy that, you know, maybe even Michi, um, even though he's coming off an injury, but he saw elite-level talent. He went again. It's, it's different levels of competition that he, he faced. But I think Watson has a higher ceiling than both of those guys. Like, I, I think he legit can be 
a star in the league. If, if he if he develops and he fix a couple of things, his athletically he's a freak. That's that's he's an athletic freak already. Yeah. So he has that in his favor. That type of size and speed just doesn't grow on trees, though. How often are you seeing a guy that's six four, six five, and legit is a four three talent can run multiple different routes on a route tree? Maybe not as polished as you would like, but you got to think he had the level of coaching he's been coached at that he's seen. There's definitely untapped potential there. The ceiling, like I said, is crazy, and it would just be too much for me to pass up if he was at 42, even though I didn't take yeah. him, and I'm making Mike's case. I mean, I feel like with, with Watson, he can do more than Pickens in our offense. Remember, I'm picking as if, if I'm the Colts, day not one? just as a – No, not – They won, yes. Pickens Ooh. is is good, but playing on the outside, that's where he's going to be. With Watson, he's going to be everywhere. He's going to be, and that's, of course, my opinion. Um, now, one of the things I was going to say about Watson and the pros for him, I, I think he reminds me a lot of Claypool coming out. So I think that does sell the little bit of how he can come from the inside, the outside. You can move him around a little bit. Um, a lot of people wanted Claypool to move to tight end. Um, yeah. So it, it'd be interesting to see if Christian Watson got asked a little bit about that during this process yet or not. But uh it's not that I don't see upside in him. It's not the case at all. I think he can be a very talented pick. And it's not that I would say it's a bad pick. If it happened in real life, I'd like the pick because of the upside. Just not where I, I have gone or where I've levitated towards in this class. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Uh, round three is going to be Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver from Baylor. I guess I'm just very curious of who else was on the board. He's fast. Don't get me wrong. And quick dude. I, I think he has some really crisp route running at times. Um just not of the speedy guys. I think his 40 was fast, but if you watch his tape, you don't, you just don't see that same level of speed all the mm -hmm. time. So that, so that kind of concerns me a little bit where I see a lot of these other speedsters where you see it on tape, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's, it just worries me um, going back to back with, with Watson and then to Thornton um, an immediate role for Thornton. I, I think he's more of a, He's going to come in as not polished, not too polished of a wide receiver. Now, the speed, the athletic traits are there. You know, he, he can be a big play guy depending on his use. And and I, and I know, Mike, when you're drafting, you're banking on Frank Wright using his offensive mind to creatively use these guys and put these guys in situations to be productive. So I know you're banking a lot of it on that. That's why I kind of don't mind. Anybody else, I would be kind of in the reach territory. Like you maybe maybe you reached and took him a little early. But with the athletic numbers and, and the way he tested, I can definitely see someone taking him in the third round. I can't I can't pass up those traits. I just can't. At the wide receiver position in the third round, I can't do it. Uh Calvin Austin the third went right before my pick, and Alec Pierce went five picks ahead of me. So I, I had to go with with the upside. Uh, fourth round pick, Cole Turner, tight end from Nevada in the fourth round. Yeah, I like Cole Turner. Um, I, I, I think it's great value there. They're, they're taking a tight end in this class. It's just a real question of who it's going to be. And the tight end they take is going to have some sort of receiving upside, whether or not um, it's his primary focus or not. So I think Cole Turner could definitely be that guy, and it's a good spot for him. I love, love Cole Turner. I fell in love with him when, when people started suggesting I go watch Carson Strong. Um, when I watched Carson Strong, I seen Romeo Dobbs, of course, and I saw Cole Turner. Cole Turner's a stud, man. Big catch radius, a real long athletic guy. I think he has a chance that has a very specific role in the NFL and can be an immediate red zone threat if schemed up and used the right way in the right situation. Excuse me, by the way, for that for that little burp there. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna pick up the pace here a little bit, guys. We're gonna go. Uh, my next picks were Jeffrey Gunner, Edge from Coastal Carolina, and Obina Ease, tackle from TCU. Oh yeah, for the Gunner pick, um, I think it's it made me chuckle a little bit because it kind of felt like you just drafted Ben Banigou's replacement. Uh, because I mean, Gunner Gunner's one of those guys that's gonna be like that backup Leo spot. Um, I think he has upside, so I, I like the pick, and I think. They're probably going to draft some sort of edge rushing presence because um, that's what Boward likes to do. Um, so I, I think it's a 
very Boward like pick has the traits, um, but it just feels like you packed your, your boy Ben's bags and it just hurts. But the TCU tackle, I mean, it's a bigger one, bigger tackle. Um, like you said, so um, I haven't watched much tape on him to give too much of like an analysis of him personally. Um, but if they went that route, it just kind of would take a little bit because He's not going to start right away and having that bigger body already in place, not a lot of flexibility um, to move around. So that would just be the issue that would come up, but they're going to draft a tackle. I said that last with Rashad, they're going to draft one. When is it? Who is it? Is the question. I'm a productive guy, you know, one of the most productive players in the Sunbelt conference uh, last season, ideal size, you know, for this, this Gus Bradley type of defense, I can definitely see him, Getting picked at around this time, um, maybe maybe a little bit later, just depending on if somebody falls in love with his tape and his level of competition is not a concern. That's going to be the biggest question mark on him. But if you see a guy that you can develop in a potential a rotational pass rusher, then I, I see why you make the pick. Cornerback Chase Lucas from Arizona State and safety Trey Sterling from Oklahoma State. I mean – Again, they're, they're guys that have the athleticism you're going to want um, in the later rounds to where if they work out secondary level-wise, they can play in the secondary. Um, but more likely than not, you're, you're drafting guys that have some sort of special needs play. Um, so um, I wouldn't say they're bad picks by any means, um, but just not super high ceiling guys. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen uh, much, of, much of Chase Lucas uh... – I was watching the Arizona Arizona State cornerback today, but it was Jack Jones, a former USC guy that transferred over to to Arizona State. I haven't gotten a chance to watch him yet, so I don't I can't really comment on that pick. But I'm definitely gonna pop some tape in now and check him out, give him a look, um, probably later on tonight. Yeah, I watched Lucas, and I I didn't expect him to come in at six foot. He looks smaller than mm-hmm. six foot, honestly. But uh, yeah, guys. So that was my mock draft if y'all think it was bad good want to give your opinion make sure you do it down in the comments if you've never heard of taekwon thornton before make sure you let us know in the comments we're going to move on to destin here <laughs> uh we already know who the number 42 pick is going to be so let's move on to the third round pick all right so jokes on you i didn't pick at 42 <laughs> um I, I i got a call from the saints uh offering me the 49 and 101 so 101 would be one of those late third uh, comp, comp picks that was given to the Saints. Um, and I got 49 there second. So I moved down seven picks, got a really late third. So probably grades out as a fourth round pick, basically. Um, 442, they moved up and selected Matt Coral. So I had to have a little moment of silence and cry. Um, but I traded back. Um, I did take George Pickens at 49. Um Pickens has been one of my guys. I mean, surprise, it's come to the turns surprise. where a lot of it's come to the point where a lot of people have gotten on Pickens. So it doesn't sound as trendy for me to say Pickens is one of my guys. But watching Georgia last year, to be a security blanket for I mean, they won the championship, so congratulations to Georgia. Um, the quarterback play was poor. And to be the security blanket, but also just to be able to provide a high talent route running and high pointing the football. I just don't see many weaknesses in Pickens game. I'm, I'm super high on him. Um, I think he's a guy who has a pretty high floor already, but I think he has a higher ceiling than people are giving him credit for too. I just think he has legit superstar potential that's going to fall a little bit because he doesn't have the flashy traits that people are looking at that think he's going to, come off the film and run like a four, three, one. Um, but he's a guy that has the speed you need. He's able to run as many routes as you need him to. And he high points the football at a very high level already. I'm a big George Pickens fan. So when he's there at 49, had to take him at Rashad, 70. Oh, oh, wait, no, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys can, you guys can say whatever was, you want. Was Christian Watson still on the board? Was Christian Watson still on the board? Let's look right now at 49. Christian Watson went at 52, so three picks later. 
Bad draft. Destiny gets enough. Bad draft. Destiny gets enough. <laughs> he doesn't even get to continue it, guys. Let's no. just go ahead and close the show. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so in the third round, um, I went tackle a little bit earlier than you guys. Abraham Lucas um, was there. Um, I think he's a guy who has legit starter potential. I think he could probably start year one if a guy got a hold of him and put him in place. He wouldn't have to here. And I think that's the best situation for him. Um, Washington State, 6'7", 324, love the size, um, strong guy with his hands, able to use the center of his body mass at a really high rate against defenders. He's not a guy that's going to come in if he has to play and get pushed around. And that's really important for rookie tackles um, because they'll come in and just get manhandled in the NFL level. And I don't think Abraham Lucas is going to struggle with that. Um, I think he's going to need to work a little bit on the footwork work a little bit he's going to need to um, work on not overcompensating off the line of scrimmage um, but those are things that can be coached and I think he's a guy that has the upside to be a starting tackle so in round three I went Abraham Lucas um, one of the guys I didn't take at 73 that broke my heart to take Lucas was Wandell Robinson he ends up being there in this draft at 101 to me I don't know if that'll happen in real life but I went ahead and did it um, Wandell Robinson at 101 Mm. which is the pick that I got from the Saints. Wandale Robinson is lightning in a bottle if you he throw is. on his tape, man. that He was used at Kentucky in every way. He was used from the backfield, the slot, the outside, has deep play potential, has screened a big play potential. Wandale Robinson is everything – this is going to sound awful, but Colts fans wanted Paris Campbell to be. I knew um, it. And he's I knew faster it. than Paris Campbell. So, to me – getting some sort of assurance out there that even if Paris Campbell goes down, you have a guy to produce who has a higher ceiling than him as well. Give me Wandell Robinson. If you can get him in the third round, if the Colts ended up with George Pickens and Wandell Robinson after draft, after the draft is complete, I'm going to find Ballard and I'm buying him a drink. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> next, next pick for me. Um, I ended up trading up. Um, I was at 122 in the fourth round. Um, I saw a tight end that I really like, and I think fits a lot of what the Colts like trait-wise to be able to get in the room. So I traded up 20 picks, uh, 10 picks, I apologize, 122 to 112. Um, I ended up sending a pick 240 in the seventh round to get that done, and that's just kind of what happened. Um, and the tight end I took was Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods is lighting up the draft cycle. Um, he, he was high on my draft board before it. I was at the combine with a buddy, um, looked over to him and said, hey, Jelani Woods is about to run a 4.7 and people are going to be shocked. And, and he went out there and ran like a 4.66 and outran what my expectation was. Um, Jelani Woods then went on to just murder the entire drills, had an outstanding pro day. He's flying up people's boards and he has the play. I think his floor is a guy like Moali Cox. I think he can come in and be that already. And then you add in the fact that he's going to have higher upside in the pass game because he's going to be quicker day one. You know, he may need some coaching a little bit to get where we want him to go, um, but he's the type of tight end that I think Frank Reich will lick his lips at, and that's why I went ahead and went Jelani Woods and made the trade up. So next pick, this linebacker for me is going to kind of take the place of taking an edge rusher because he kind of has that play potential. Um, and people are going to call me a homer a little bit because I took a Hoosier, but Micah McFadden from IU. Uh, I went ahead and took Micah McFadden from IU here at 159. Um, which is in the fifth round, which is really what I have a grade on him is in that mid to late fifth round. Micah McFadden, you guys can say what you want about IU players and if I'm going crazy here, but Micah McFadden, if you put on the tape for that IU defense, does it all. He's, he was the leader on the defense, potentially just voice-wise and leadership skill-wise, and they used him in so many different ways. Flexibility is big for Ballard, and he's a guy that played so many different positions on IU's defense. He was he played all three of the linebacker spots that you'd want him to. In the NFL, he probably translates better to, like, the Mike spot um, as a linebacker, but he was an edge rusher constantly. Throw him in as a Leo here and there. He could. He's dynamic as a pass rusher. I'm, I'm going to be honest. He is. Um, I like Micah McFadden's game. I understand that that pick when I took it was going to get the most criticism here. But I'm telling you, whoever takes Micah McFadden on day three is going to get an amazing special team player at the very least. But he's going to have upside as a defensive player. I honestly believe it. I'm, I'm um, glad. I'm glad you mentioned flexibility because that was a reach hey, right there. You know. Hey, that was his <laughs> only way to convince us. 
hey, right. He, you heard that. <laughs> he is gonna go in the fifth to sixth round area. Dustin is smart. He knows how to put the he knows how to put the little words in there to cover it up. Exactly. I'm just saying. I'm telling you right now. I'm willing to put it on there. He's gonna Mid go six. in that fifth. To, he's gonna go fifth mid to six. sixth. Mid six at if the early. It's a late. It's a, right. it's a mid to late fifth. That much of a difference than an early mid six. But it was whatever. It's whatever. I get right. it. I, I knew when I took it, it was gonna get taken that way. I'm glad you knew. So this right. next guy in the sixth round, um, one of my favorite day three corners, and I think he screams Chris Ballard, Zion McCollum, um, from Sam Houston Love State. Him. Love him. He, he just screams Chris Ballard corner, super athletic, super physical has got to be the guy um, that I think has the upside to be a big time corner um, six, four already, um, but has the intangibles you like. I think his instincts are going to need a little bit of tuning at the next level, but we'll get him there. I like him a lot. And then the seventh round, um, I took a guy from Georgia tech that a lot of people may not know about um, Wanye Thomas from Georgia tech. Mm-hmm. Super fun guy on tape, man. Um, I took him a, for a little bit reason just because of special teams. Um, I think he's a guy that can come in and be in a great returner at the next level. And if Isaiah Rogers is going to start playing more corner and Hines is going to get used more as a running back, you got to replace that production. And I think Wanye Thomas could come in and do that, just an electric athlete there. So I'll, that was my mock draft. We'll go from the top, let you guys critique it so we can get out of here. 49, trading back from 42, received pick 101, 49, took George Pickens. I I love I love the pick. Yeah, I mean, any wide receivers, those John Mechies, Christian Watsons, George Pickens. And I was saying, I was, you know, a little bit on the record last year, you know, Destin and I were going a little bit back and forth about, you know, younger receivers coming into the league as rookies and second-year guys and producing a lot more at a higher rate. And we're seeing that. And these guys right now, in the draft are looking like they're going to do that. So George Pickens, I mean, that's a ace pick right there. If he's there at 49. I like George Pickens. You know, I, I gave you a lot of crap about the Christian Watson thing, but I, I really like George Pickens. 6'2", 6'3", legit, you know, size. Uh, I, I, I made the joke and said he was, and people got upset. I said he was David Bell with more juice, you know, like he's a flavored David Bell. But George Pickens is a stud, man. He, he's a great player. I think he's going to be a real productive player. Silky smooth game. Uh, the way he goes up and, and fights for the football. Contested catches galore, but still has the ability to get separation as well. So I'm not going to get an argument out of me. Hey, David Bell with more juice would be a good prospect. That's all I'm saying. Uh, um, <laughs> 73, Abraham Lucas, tackle Washington State. Good, solid guy. Solid, like Dustin said, uses his weight well. Doesn't get beat too much by speed. So I think if he came in here and won the job day one, I mean, he outright earned it. Earned it. He's talented. He's the last guy that I think has starter potential out of the tack, out of that tackle group, which I think is very top heavy. You know, once you get past the top four, I think there's I think there's another group that's that's about three or four deep. And he is who I have as as the cutoff point for that. I think he's very, very talented. Big, strong body type, you know, moves well for his size, carries weight well. You know, if he learns how to to not set, overset right off the jump, and, and he'll be able to deal with speed guys a lot better if, if he just trusts his feet. I think sometimes what he does is just he just throws his body, he throws his upper half, and don't move his feet, don't get his feet up under him, and that allows him to get knocked off balance sometimes. But other than that, man, he he's he's a good guy. Yeah, 101, Wandale Robinson from the trade back with the Saints. Like it, like it. I would only say was Calvin Austin on the board at the time. I might have Calvin higher than Wandale, but, yeah, he he does it all. He, he can play in the slot. He can might even play running back. I don't know, maybe be that Debo Samuel type, but solid pick. He, he, he does it all. Explosive, explosive, explosive. A lot of the things I said about Bull Melton, a lot of things we say about Calvin Austin. Wandale Robinson, freakish athlete, you know, electric with the ball in his hands. One of those guys that every time he touches it, he can go, he can take it there. It's going to be a highlight reel. It's going to be fun to watch. We'd love to see him dropped into this offense. Think he has the ability to take this offense to the next level and give it something that it hasn't had for a long time. Uh, next pick uh, was the trade up to get Jelani Woods um, at 112. Solid tight end, has sure hands, okay? Doesn't catch too much with the body. Uh, and I'm big on that for pass catchers. You know, use your hands. And 
if Destin said his floor is Mo Ali Cox day one, I'm, I'm taking that pick. I'm, I'm taking. I need a tight end. A lot of things I said about Cole Turner, um, you know, can apply to Jelani Woods as far as having a big catch radius. You know, being a bigger guy. I think he was six foot seven. You know, basketball background. He goes up and gets the football. High points it really well. He's not a crisp route runner, but when you're that size and has that type of speed, you don't need to be. You know, he's going to get separation just purely off his athletic ability. And if he doesn't get the separation, he has the heightened size and body control to make catches in traffic. I, I'm going to love him as a red zone threat if he was dropped into his offense. Yeah, your guys' favorite pick of mine next, uh, 159, Micah just, McFadden. Just, Go to the next one. We spoke on we spoke on Michael McFadden. Bro, just, it, just stretch next me, time before you reach, bro, you know. It, it gives me major Patty Fisher vibes. Like that it, it gives me like he he's he's highly touted at a small school, noted as the does it all, but gets to the NFL and really we don't hear, hear from him again. Um I mean he's a good guy. I mean, definitely. Uh watching a couple IU games, he was solid. Uh I don't necessarily think he's winning any matchups at the NFL level at the defensive line as a pass rusher, but I mean, he's solid day three guy. If he goes. As long as you can contribute on special teams. I mean, you can make a, you can make a living in the NFL. And, and I think he can do that. I think he can play spot duty linebacker uh, in a pinch, you know, and be fine. He's going to exceed your expectations. We'll go to the next one. Uh, yeah, just go to the next one. <laughs> at 179, Zion McCollum, corner, Sam Houston State. Such a homer. Dustin's such a homer. Bro, Sam Houston State is sneaky with how they operate in the transfer portal. I will say that. But uh, for this guy, I, I, I know a little bit about him. TCU, you know, wanted to go after him when he was in high school. Big guy, athletic traits, long arms. I mean, he can be a little bit sticky in coverage, especially when it comes to man-to-man. Doesn't get beat too often at the line of scrimmage. Uh, if he came in here and developed a little bit more behind our, our corners, I'd like it, obviously, special teams player. Zion McCullum ran a 4-3-3-40. He has blazing speed for his size, man. Just a freakish, freakish athlete, and that's what Ballard loves. He don't care if it's Division One, Division Two, Division Three. He likes those athletes. He loves that speed. He loves those traits, and that's what you go for on day three, man. That's what the sixth and seventh round is made for. It's made for guys with traits. You're just betting at that point. So why not take a shot on a guy with elite testing numbers and and see if you could mold that that ball of clay into something special? Uh, last pick, Wanye Thomas uh, from Georgia Tech, safety. I haven't really watched him at all. Uh, I'll, I'll trust Destin's inside. If he's he's an exciting guy to, to watch on film, then then I'll take it. But I'll, obviously, any player taken in this area is going to be a special teams guy. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen much of him either. I, that's another guy I have to check up. Along with uh, Chase Lucas from your draft, Mike, I'm definitely going to give both of those guys a look. I just haven't made it that far. Dustin's probably uh, 178 guys in right now uh, in his scouting process on his big board. But uh, I haven't made it that far yet. I'm definitely going to check him out. Y.A. Thomas safety from Georgia Tech. I'm not going to forget it because that's my big bro's alma mater. So I'm definitely going to remember that. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll just notice when you guys put him on tape, just as a little thought before we go. Um, 6'3", moving like the, like he does is kind of ridiculous. Like, he, like he's a big safety at 6'3", oh, really? already. And then you just throw in the fact that he was a multi-guy on Georgia Tech already, was their special teams guy, um, had multiple 90-plus um, interceptions for touchdowns while in his time in Georgia Tech. Hmm. Um, like, just a really flexible type player. I don't know if he has much DB potential in the NFL level, um, but he definitely can get dropped in day one and play special teams. Mm -hmm. And you know, Chris Ballard and the Colts loves those special teams, man. We, we already seen if you don't have the special teams, you lose to Jimmy Garoppolo without scoring off as a touchdown in the playoffs. So other than that, guys, um, thank you again for the continued support of this channel of this website of this brand whatever you want to call it guys uh once again if you are not already stay up to date with everything Colts, whether if it's fantasy table with our guy luke and austin if it's with us here guys we're adding a new channel as well we're going to announce that here in a little bit 
uh, sooner. But anything else, guys, before we head out? All right. And we're not, not, nothing much. Um, really, thanks for all the support we're getting um, over the last few weeks, guys. We really, really have appreciated it. I've gotten all your DMs. I get all your tags on Twitter every single day asking about free agency news. Some people would maybe think that's annoying, but honestly, I just really appreciate um, all the support. I really do. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. We're going to share all our stuff there, like Mike said, but really thankful um, for everything we're getting. Yeah, man. These last. Uh couple of weeks well a couple of months it's, it's been kind of surreal I, I know i tweet about it from time to time and i just want to let y'all know we extremely appreciative man we we thank y'all it, it's been a heck of a ride but it's only the beginning you know hopefully you stick around for the long haul because we got a lot more things coming up you know mike's gonna shave his head soon you know he's he's one experiment with his look a little bit and he's thinking about going with the mole rat so he's gonna shave his head Cut it close to the grain, a little bit, a little bit lower than what it is now. He says he's gonna do that for y'all, for the people. He want to give y'all a gift, and, and that's his gift to you guys. So. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that much, but I do know I'm gonna go see my da- uh, daughter. My, I don't have a daughter, everybody. Uh, my barber this Saturday, so I do know that's gonna happen. I don't know about all that other. I don't David. know what he. I don't know what he's on right now. But guys, <laughs> once again, thank you again. All the tweets are gonna keep coming. We know, guys, and. I'm still not going to have any answers for you. But uh, anyways, once again, subscribe, like, comment down below, and enjoy the Final Four. And, oh, yes, will you guys be watching WrestleMania this weekend? Of course I will be watching WrestleMania. Who, who do y'all have winning, Pat McAfee or Austin Theory? I'm never voting against Pat McAfee. Can't do it, won't do it, not on a Colts podcast for sure. But more importantly, go The Miz and uh, Logan Paul. Uh. <laughs> I might be watching with a um with a cup of juice and a teaspoon full of honey. Hey, gosh, dang it! T- turn this off, my gosh, bro! I love honey, and it's honey season. If you know what I'm talking about, I had to do it. I'm sorry. I have a jar of honey on my counter, guys. Let's get out of here, guys. Thank you for listening to the Blue Stable Podcast. I am Michael Peavy. He is Rashad McGinnis. He is Destin Adams. Make sure you're following everywhere. We'll see you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.